0: okay hello everybody happy Thursday um so last week this chat was actually pre-recorded but I'm actually doing it live today just because I'm free um so I thought I may as well do it dead on 12 um it's easier to put it on here and it gives you guys a chance to watch and chat and ask questions if you are, happen to be available. So if you are watching on Facebook, welcome. Um, if you're listening to this back on the podcast, welcome. Um, this is my client live. Um, and this week, um, we are talking about how I track, or how to track social situations. Um, and I'm going to give you kind of lots of different options. But First and foremost, it was great to see everybody's check ins this week. Um, in particular, obviously it was the first round of Project Lift check ins, and I was over the moon with how well so many of you did. Um, some big wins this week in particular, actually around the gym. So like Natalie had her first gym um, her first gym sessions ever, like transitioning from home workouts. Um, Sophie joined a gym. Um, and you know what I loved about Sophie's check in. Um. She said that her daughter was like, when she did her one home workout for the week, her daughter was mimicking the moves that she was doing. And like, for those of you that do it to set an example for your children, that is a pure example about how they're watching everything you do. Um, And I loved that. Literally loved it. It made me emotional. Um, Jess went into the gym um and just loved that she had like structure for the first time um instead of just going on like wandering around um and Tracy used like the barbell for the first time which is a big deal because I know so many of you like hide away in the free um from the free weight section and just tend to go on like a mat so to push yourself out of your comfort zone Tracy and get to like the barbell is huge and it's growth, right? And that's just in the first week. So imagine what you're gonna achieve in the next eight. Um, so the biggest theme that came up from the check-ins this week was tracking on weekends um, and being faced with kind of occasions where you're unsure how to track, um, or you give up because it's too hard or you don't know what's like the best thing to do. Um, or you kind of just get carried away in the moment and all of a sudden it went out of the window and you ended up in that all or nothing mindset. Um, so I think firstly I wanted to start by giving you some stats. Um, if you watched my stories yesterday you'll know what I'm about to say. But if you don't track Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays that is 42% of your week, which is mad, like actually mad. And if you, so if you don't track for three days of the week, that is a huge amount of progress lost. Um, and if you truly want results, you have to get confident with tracking seven days of the week. Um, now this doesn't actually mean that like your weekends have to suck or like, You have to say no to things because honestly, I'm a huge, huge believer in continuing to attend social events whilst following a plan. Because if you don't, it's not realistic. And then when you stop coaching, you're going to have no idea how to incorporate normal life into living a healthy lifestyle. Um, So, actually, like attending social events is actually a chance to get better at managing them. So instead of seeing them as a hurdle or something that's gonna set you back, see it as a real opportunity to actually practise behaviour change and practise changing your habits and your mindset towards social events. and the reason that you've probably failed before is because you are being too restrictive so something needs to change you need to know how to incorporate things to get results so i've come up with a few situations where i know people struggle um and i want to give you some tips on them really and i don't know how much of you guys like follow my journey previously but when I started, like a big part for me was being able to eat out and socialize and do things with my friends without feeling like I was jeopardizing, well, without not getting results, basically. So I have learned to do both. I know that you can do both. It does take compromise. It does take effort. It just takes work, but it's better than being unhappy and unconfident in your body. Um, and I think that kind of goes to the effort piece is, Before I start, all of these tips and all of these situations that I'm gonna give you will require your effort. But your priority right now, if it is, your priority should be getting to your goal. Um, And there's a saying that's like, stop sacrificing what you want most for what you want now. And like, yeah, it does take some spontaneity out of eating out or, you know, just being able to go and choose whatever you want off the menu. But it won't be forever. Like, everything is always going to be hard before it's easy. You're always going to have to plan initially before you can get to a point where you can go out and just eat normally without going overboard. And that's kind of where I'm at in my journey now. I don't, necessarily have to overthink if i'm going out i don't have to look at the menus in advance or input it into my fitness pal in advance to know that i'm going to hit it but i did have to do that initially and i did have to do that until i got to grips with it so i think that's what i'm trying to say is, is it won't always fit, require so much effort it won't always be like this but if you want to make the initial change it, it, it will require effort so um the first situation that a lot of people get put in, especially if you have like a family and it's something you kind of do together um, or like your partner, for example, but it's getting a takeaway. Um, and, you know, it's typical. We get to like a Friday or a Saturday night. We're like, oh, it's the weekend. Shall I get a takeaway? Um, and there are a couple that can be quite tricky to track. Um, and that is like a Chinese or an Indian. So one thing I would suggest when you come to like a Chinese takeaway in particular is Google search and then cross reference with MyFitnessPal. So, for example, if you order like a chicken chow mein, um, and you um, and you Google it, you could put chicken chow mein calories into Google. I guarantee you, there will be a Chinese restaurant that serves chicken chow mein, that, and it will come up what the calories are. Use that. Use that as a guesstimate. Like something is better than nothing, and be realistic. So, like, if Iceland's, um, if Iceland's chow, chicken chow mein is three hundred and six fifty nine calories for example your takeaway one is going to be more than that because it's got oil in it's been cooked fresh you know all of these things not that cooking fresh increases the calories but it just means they have probably put more stuff in to make it taste nicer um I'm actually going to put links to um like ones that I found um on the google searches when I've like put links so that you guys can refer back to it so when I post this I will add that in Indian takeaway is a little bit easier because most pubs do kind of a curry of some sort. Um, so it's easier to find the calories for something like an Indian. Um, but again, do the same thing, find something similar in my fitness pal and track that. So like Marsden's do, um, pubs do a chicken tikka a masala, 603 calories online on Google is 680 calories roughly gonna be somewhere around 600 calories. You see what I'm saying? If you are someone who has a Chinese and has like a bit of everything, then I did have the situation yesterday where I just recommend tracking one dish, like a whole dish. So like a chicken chow mein, for example, I would track a whole chicken chow main instead of like bits and bobs you know it's again it's an estimate it's never going to be a hundred percent accurate but it will create awareness it will keep you more accountable um and yeah it will give you an idea of what kinds of foods have higher calories and what don't what what don't I think that's the right word Fish and chips. So fish and chips is actually probably one of the worst ones you can get. Um, and mainly because it's battered and fried in oil and oil is high in fat. So it cu- it carries a lot of calories. Um, when you're looking at fish and chips, you're probably looking at about a thousand at least. Um, and yeah, I always put in, I think there's a Spoon's fish and chips. Um, which I always put in, but again, I'm going to send some links on, um, the Facebook page afterwards. I think the biggest tip I would have when you, when you want to have a takeaway is make a compromise, like have the takeaway fine, but try and get a takeaway. That's probably easier to track. So like pizza, McDonald's Nando's, they're all really good options because they all have the calories on the menu. Um, and yeah, you don't always have to have, don't always associate like a friday night with a chinese or a friday night with an indian because that's how you're going to start changing that mindset by changing the habits that you normally have on that day okay um eating out and being in a situ and like having something that where like the calories aren't on the menu um typical examples of this are like a roast dinner or um like a pub meal um so I have done a whole live, and it will be. It's available on the Lift Members portal um, on eating out. So there will be a bit, a, probably a bit more detailed information on there. But if you are like getting a roast dinner, for example, or you're being cooked for for a roast dinner, my go-to is always the Weatherspoon's roast dinner or the Toby Carvery roast dinner. Again, quite high in calories, but equally, like a good indicator of where you're at. Um, if it's a pub meal, something like Weatherspoons is your go to menu. Like, it's very likely that Weatherspoons are going to have what is on a menu somewhere else um, or, a, you know, a similar alternative. So, if you are in a pub, but you're having a meal, you have no idea how to track it, Weatherspoons is a really good option to refer to for the calories. When we're looking at menus, avoid things that say fried, creamy, cheesy sauces reason being because all of the again all of these are high in fat and uh per gram of fat you have nine calories but per gram of carb or protein you have four calories so you're always going to get more for your calories if you have um like a carbier meal or a more protein rich meal whereas a fat a, a meal that's high in fat you're gonna it's gonna be tend to be higher calories and. Things like fried are oil, things creamy and cheesy are like milk and cheese, probably full fat, creamy based dishes. Um, If you are in a moment and you don't want to track, um, I recommend taking a picture um, and refer back to it later because I guarantee you you'll forget something if you don't take that picture So for example, I went out for a breakfast the other day, and I was with my mum. It was a bit spontaneous, and I didn't want to like tr- get my fitness pal and be tracking there and then Um so I took a picture um, and I I inputted it into my fitness pal and then I looked at the picture and I realized I'd forgotten like the butter on the toast. Um, so just having like a picture there that you can easily refer back to is, you know, really beneficial. Um, and yeah, it's, um, it's helpful because then you can keep on track, but equally enjoy it. Um, Because you will always forget things as well. You will always forget things. So I do always recommend tracking before or as you go, but you will always forget things. So try your best by taking a picture to remember everything. Lastly with eating out is use like the restaurant guides on the members portal. So I think there's about at least 20 restaurant guides on there. Um, and there is always going to be a similar chain to what you're eating at. So there's always going to be an alternative that you can put in there. Okay. Um, the second, third option is when others cook for you, or you might be like at a work event where you're not quite sure what the food's going to be. And you might not be like exactly in control. So one thing I always keep in mind here is... You may not be in control of what you're eating, but you will always be in control of how much you're eating, um, how much physically goes into your mouth. So for example, like how much do you fill your plate? So if you are at a work event and there's a buffet, like do you just pile it high because the food's free or do you actually fill it with a normal portion as to what you would have at home? And I always think like we actually naturally as humans will always consume a little bit more than what we actually need. You don't actually realize until you start tracking or until you until you start following a, a diet plan, for example, that you don't actually need as much as you think you need to be full um like my classic example of this is when I first tracking started tracking potato I used to make so much mashed potato or I'd have like this giant jacket potato and when I realized like how much I should actually be having it was it looked like hardly anything at all but when I ate it I actually didn't need any more than that so I always say eat a tiny bit less than what you think you need um if you're if you're like putting stuff on a plate is what I'm saying. Not like if you're tracking calories, but you know what I'm saying. Also, like, do you have seconds when offered? Like, it's always typical. We're at like a family members and they're like, oh, do you want another bit? Oh, do you want to finish this off? Like, no. (laughs) The answer is always no, because you will end up overeating more than probably what you need. Like, of course, if you haven't had enough, then fine. But like, that's how you can control your portion size. Um, How do you track it? So what would you put in, What the question to ask yourself is, if you were cooking this, what would you put in it? So like, for example, a spaghetti bolognese at your friend's. Okay, well, I would put in it mince, I'd probably put some chopped tomatoes, some garlic, some spaghetti, and I would just track roughly what I think that I would have. Um, again, it's not going to be 100% accurate, but it doesn't need to be. It just gives you a bit of awareness. Um, and then allow for the fact that they probably will cook in oil. So make sure you're tracking oil, um, and like adding a bit of extra in for like oils, butters, etc. Um, and use places like Sainsbury's or Tesco's as a guide. Like if they give you like a spaghetti bolognese with mints, don't be like, oh, I didn't know what mints it was, so I can't track it. Like, just go on, tes- type in MyFitnessPal, Tesco's mints. Okay, roughly, probably, it was probably about half a pack. Let's put that in, you know? Something, oh, sorry, I've got really itchy nose. <laughs> um, something is always better than nothing at all. Um, and then a similar, kind. It, it kind of goes for the same with buffets um so making sure that you don't overfill your plate sometimes at buffets there's always like a bigger plate and a smaller plate option like as in like you can take a big plate or a small plate always take the smaller plate because what that will do is it will um like increase your it will make you think you've had more than what you would if you were on a bigger plate, because on a bigger plate, it wouldn't look like enough. So a lot of the time it is about our perception and how we perceive the plate. Um, like if you put, um, like a a couple of biscuits on a plate, you'd be like, oh, that's not much. But if you put a couple of biscuits in your hands, you'd be like, oh, that's plenty, you know? So making sure that like, if there's an option between the sizes of the plates or the bowls, always choose the smaller option. Um so that's some kind of different scenarios you might find yourself in um and then i guess the um there's kind of other important tips that i want you guys to realize so first and foremost be over cautious and most of all be realistic so For example, if you've got 400 calories left and you've gone out for a dinner, don't be like, oh yeah, that could be about 400 calories. Like it probably wasn't 400 calories. So don't just put in what suits you, put in what is realistic because at the end of the day, you're only like cheating yourself, um, by not, by not, um, like putting it in. Um, accurately um the second thing is be over cautious like I always say if all else fails put in a thousand calories for most meals out like couple of courses you're probably looking at a thousand calories Um, and that's not to put you off eating out it's just to show you that you need to be realistic with how much you actually track the second thing is is don't take an all or nothing approach like if you go out and if it doesn't go to plan remind yourself that the whole weekend doesn't have to be written off for you to be successful. You, in reality, might have taken yourself out of a calorie deficit that day. That, like, for that day, you might have put yourself at maintenance calories. Worst case scenario, you've put yourself above your maintenance and into a surplus. That does not mean you cannot lose weight for the rest of the week. It means that for one day, you're out of a deficit and the rest of the week, you're in a deficit. So even though your progress might be slower that week, it doesn't mean that you cannot see progress. So make sure you always just get back on the wagon the next day. And I think the second thing is, is don't over restrict the next day because you've overindulged. Like, if you've struggled the day before, the last thing you need, and you're struggling with that mindset of getting back on track, the last thing you then need to do is go and over-restrict yourself the next day because all you're going to do is make it 10 times harder for yourself. So as much as it can be tempting and as much as you think you're doing yourself a favour, you aren't. You're making the process 10 times harder for yourself. When you are tracking, and this kind of goes for anything, not just eating out or social occasions, but don't use cups, teaspoons, tablespoons, ounces use grams or milliliters because your tablespoon and my fitness pals tablespoon might be very different um your cup like what is a cup like is it a mug is it a glass is it a little mini cup like what is it so never tracking cups or teaspoons because it won't be accurate and you could potentially be overeating by a lot more than what you think you are weigh your food as well, I know eating out you can't, but just while we're talking about cups and teaspoons, okay, the last thing, not the last thing, this, the next thing is stop thinking like the sneaky things won't hurt, um, the sneaky things add up, um, like, you know, the kids chips as you're putting out the tea, or, um, like, the last few crisps in the pack, or, I don't know, just anything, like, If it passes your lips, it counts as calories and therefore you need to track it. Like what, everything that passes your lips, you need to track. And just because it's not in MyFitnessPal, it doesn't mean it doesn't count. It just means you're avoiding seeing it. Um, And come check-ins, I'll know because you won't have made progress because it will add up and it will add up and it will add up even if it's the odd 50 calories every day, what is that? Still like 250 calories extra across the week. Um, Don't forget to use the guides available to you. So it's all on the members portal guys, including a lot of lives around eating out and social occasions. Um, I can provide the tools, but I can't physically do the work for you. And that's, I think my main message here is, everything you need to succeed is that succeed is there. Um, I'm here to ask questions too. I'm here to help you with menus if you need it. I'm here to help you plan. But if you don't put in the work and you don't put in the effort to manage the weekend, then it will be very tricky for you to navigate. Um, lastly is plan in advance. So I've spoken a lot about planning so far, but that's because it works. So when I first started my journey, I would always plan my weekends in advance and I would always, I would always eat out probably every week. Right. And I still saw the results I wanted to see. And it was because I remained in control and on top of it. So for example, I would get, sit there on a Friday and I'd be like, okay, what am I doing this weekend? Um, okay, I'm going out for dinner tomorrow night to Wagamama's, so I'm gonna put my Wagamama's into my fitness pal first, and then I'm gonna work backwards from there. It took me five, 10 minutes, and yes, it was effort. I didn't really wanna be doing that on the Friday, but I wanted to get to my goal more than what I didn't wanna be doing that on the Friday. So you see, there's a compromise. Um, and I think my main message here is use some initiative. Don't be lazy and give up because it's hard. The process is going to be hard at times. If it wasn't hard, you, everyone would be walking around in their dream bodies and you wouldn't need a coach. Um, and it will take work. Like, it will take the spontaneity out of it. But... You have to make that sacrifice if you want the results. There's always has to be a trade off for literally anything in life. Like if you choose to stay at work longer, then you're trading off going home and maybe relaxing earlier. If you choose to go to the gym in the morning, you're sacrificing a little bit of sleep. You know, if you choose to stay in bed in the morning, you might be sacrificing some time that you normally work out. There is always a sacrifice, and you have to choose what sacrifice you would rather in that moment. Um, the next thing I would say is um don't um sorry, I got thrown off because I saw something cows on the screen that I wanted to say, and I didn't say it. Um, I can't remember. It will come back to me. But if you want to see progress, you have to stop avoiding eating out. Um, It's come back to me. So I'm going to just pop back to that one. Um, So what I was going to say is you don't have to track every single occasion. So you don't need to dread if, you know, you're going you're like, you're going out, for example, and you don't want to be tracking it, right? I'm not saying you have to track every single situation. But what I will say is, especially if you're new in the journey, don't just sack it off because it's too hard. Like, I actually recommend initially trying to track everything where you possibly can, because it will get you in that habit. And it will teach you from very early on how to manage situations. A good way I know whether to track or not is to think about what my values are and my non-negotiables. So like a a thing that's really important to me is my family. If it's like my mum's birthday or like my dad's birthday and we're going somewhere that I know you can't really track us that easily and I want to fully enjoy it, I will enjoy it, right? I won't track, but I'll still track breakfast that day. I'll still track lunch. I'll still track snacks. I won't sack off the weekend, but I will just take that one meal untracked to be in the moment. That being said, if I feel like I want to track it and we're going somewhere that's easy to track, I won't just not track for the sake of it because it's a birthday meal and I want to enjoy life. Like, you need to stop seeing uh, enjoying life as completely going off track, overeating, not enjoying your food, because that's not the case. Like, I can still go out and have a perfectly good time with the people that I'm with, and track and reach my goals at the same time but you have to get out of that this is a chore mindset because it's not a chore like it doesn't have to be a chore it doesn't have to be that way um but what I was saying is is think about your non-negotiables um like you know if you've eaten out three nights that week and this is the third meal and track you probably know it's time to track you know so you're gonna be faced with different scenarios and different situations which will impact the outcome and what you decide to do in that situation but equally like you've got the tools and if you're not sure ask on the Facebook group ask on the question post if you need help with a menu post it on the group post it to me on the question post like I'm more than happy to help and have a look through at anything like let us help you with the situation you're in if you're unsure um so I'm going to go to questions from the group. So even though I'm like recording this on the podcast, which obviously anyone can listen to, um, you guys get the opportunity to ask questions and and get advice that's actually tailored towards you. So I um, am going to... Um, answer the questions now that I got this morning so make sure you're asking as many questions as you can uh, throughout this process because I guarantee you you have some that you don't ask um so Katie asked are you disadvantaged on fat loss if you frequently eat out and how do you manage it in a holiday scenario where you'd be eating out for possibly long periods of time so are you disadvantaged on fat loss I wouldn't call it a disadvantage if that is your lifestyle, it's not a bad thing. And you shouldn't feel guilty for that. Like, I don't feel bad that I eat out every week, because that's what I like to do. That's something I really enjoy doing. Um, But if you are regularly eating out and going over your allowed calories, then yes, like your results are always going to be slower than somebody who's isn't. But again, I wouldn't see that as a bad thing. Because Like I would rather lose weight slowly, enjoy some meals with friends every now and again and enjoy like normal life around dieting than stay in, not be able to see the results, uh, like see the results really quickly, but probably be resentful of the plan because I can't do these things. Um, and like a classic example of that is lockdown. Like so many people say to me, oh, I I just, I can't get back to where I was in lockdown. And I'm like, stop trying to get back to where you were in lockdown because lockdown isn't the reality. Like you're not ever gonna have all of, well, we hope not, but you're never gonna have all of that time again without all the other life stresses. What you wanna try and do is find your new normal. So, you know, what that might be in your real life is, complete like could be different to what it was in lockdown I was the leanest I've ever been in lockdown but that's because I didn't eat out I didn't really get takeaways either because I was on furlough so we didn't have the money you know like it's not it's just one of those situations like equally on the other side of the coin people were the unhappiest they've been in lockdown so don't try and get back like find your new normal is what I'm trying to say um I kind of went off on a bit of a tangent there about lockdown, didn't I? Um, However, like, like I said, I've probably eaten out once a week since I started a fat loss journey when I was losing fat and like I still got results. So I wouldn't say you're disadvantaged. If you're eating out multiple times a week regularly, like as in say three, four times a week every week, then... I do think, yeah, there needs to be some compromise and you do need to rein it in. Um, like I always say, it's not restricting, it's restraint. Um, and you need to review your priorities because like, you could feel resentful that you can't eat out three times a week but equally like your priority right now isn't to go out every three nights a week and and have fun with your friends it's to live in a healthier body and be happier with what you see when you look in the mirror you know so your priorities will change and they will always be different but yeah i do think there needs to be some compromise if you're eating out three times a week regularly that being said um if you are eating out one week where it's particularly busier than others, like I'll have a week that sometimes it can be really busy and I'll find myself eating out like three or four times. And this is a similar kind of view on the holiday situation is don't set yourself up to fail by aiming for fat loss. Go into the week thinking, right, my goal this week isn't to lose fat it's to do the best that I can in the situations that I'm in. So like if I have three meals out in a row and they're all big events, I'm going to be like, right, my goal this week is to make sure that all of my other meals around those three meals are on point and high on protein and within my calories. And I'm going to make sure I still get my steps done and I'm going to still do my workouts, not to punish myself, but to control what I can. So I think like change the expectation. And It's the same when you're on a holiday or a long-term holiday. Like my goal wouldn't be aiming for fat loss; it would be just to be keep myself ticking over and living in like a healthier, happier body, but still enjoying my holiday. Um, and then Beth, I have answered your question already about types of things to to avoid on the menu or to choose on the menu, but um the other question was how to overcome other people's comments like when you say you're tracking or when you um how to are tracking or when like people make a comment about what you're choosing so i don't really mention to people that i'm tracking if i don't feel like it's going to go down well they don't need to know um however i just can't well first, like you can approach it two ways you can play it down. You can tell people you're not tracking. You don't have to tell people you're tracking. You can just say, no, thank you. I'm not hungry. I don't like, I'm just not hungry for that. Oh, I really fancy this, blah, 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 right? If you have the right friends surrounding you, you shouldn't get comments. And this is why I love the community because the fa- like the Facebook community, because you're surrounded by other people that get it and understand. Um, Beth actually said in her podcast the other day like that's one of the main reasons I have a coach is so because there's somebody that actually understands your journey um, when other people don't the other half is just to accept that it might be awkward in the moment it might be awkward in the moment but if you just have something you don't really want to have for the sake of pleasing others all you're doing is sacrificing your own happiness so it's awkward for about two seconds and then they get used to it you know you're always going to get comments no matter what you do if you if you chose if you ate free courses you'd get a comment about how much you ate if you get if you didn't eat free courses you would get a comment on why you're doing that you know so I think that's remembering that is a good way to overcome other people's comments um, oh, Becky has put this was my struggle with the Chinese the other day, so help. Thank you for helping me figure that out. We had a small plate, I actually felt full after the small quantities I had, but walked away not feeling bloated or sick. Love that! So, yeah, a lot of people say to me, like, I'm just gonna try and go and not feel like to the point of over like overeating and sickness, and I do agree, like, you don't need to get to a point where you feel disgusting for it, like, go have a nice time, enjoy the food, but come away satisfied, equally not to the point where you regret it. Um, okay, so that is it from me. Um, this week, just a couple of things. So the weekly group check-in for Project Lift will be on Tuesday at 6.30. Thank you for those of you who voted on the poll. Um, and that's because of the Queen's funeral. So we're gonna kind of take Monday off um, out of respect for the Queen um and then yeah the second thing is just keep asking questions guys like ask away use the group use me use our expertise like as I keep saying you will get out of this what you put in and you have plenty of opportunities to be accountable but you need to make sure you're using them so yeah that is it from me if you're catching up let me know if you've got any questions down in the comments um but if you're not I hope you enjoyed today's live and I will speak to you soon.